0: Welcome to today's reading of the scriptures for our Bible College curriculum for December the 13th. I hope you have a great day today after listening to these scriptures. We're going to start off with a prayer. Let's pray the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to start off with a scripture in Mark 6:48. He saw the disciples straining at the oars. Straining and striving does not accomplish the work God gives us to do. Only God himself, who always works without stress and straining, and who never overworks, can do the work he assigns to his children. When we restfully trust him to do it, the work will be completed and will be done well. And the way to let him do his work through us is to so fully abide in Christ by faith. He fills us to overflowing. A man who learned the Shriek at once said, I came to Jesus and drank, and I believed. I will never be thirsty again. My life's motto has become not overwork, but overflow, and it has already made all the difference in my life. There is no straining effort in an overflowing life, and it is quietly irresistible. It is the normal life of omnipotent and ceaseless accomplishment into which Christ invites each of us to enter today and always. That was a little clip from a Sunday school times. Amen. And the other scripture is commit your way to the Lord Proverbs 3 Excuse me, Proverbs 16 3. Commit your way to the Lord, and He will help us or accomplish it. From the Amplified Bible it says, Roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to Him, and He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so your plans will will be established and succeed has any of you found out how to do that how to commit our ways to the lord and then have him talk to you all day long and help you in the areas of spirituality of praising him and the presence of god the joy of the lord He'll go with us all day long, and He can feel the power. Committing your actions, um, I believe we have to do it every day. Like, put on the armor of God every day, and the Lord will sustain us. Put on the armor of God, put on His breath put on His helmet of salvation. And it's a lot of work, and you have to remember it to do it. And, and then it seems like it's, it's, uh, it's cultish, it's ritual. You're doing it over every, every year. But if I develop the love of God and I can ask, I can tell the difference. When the presence of the Lord goes with me and I raise my hand, I can feel him. I'll say, thank you, God, for this day. When I hit the mark, There's other days I don't hit the mark, and I'll I'll be at the oar, and I'm being real with you. We're at the oar, and we're working, and we're working, especially when trying to help somebody, and our bodies overwork, overdo it. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. That's the New Living Testament. roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust Him wholly to Him, and He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. So shall your plans be established and succeed. Amen. From faith to faith, the devotion Gloria Copeland says, Right now you may be on the edge of a major decision, able to make a change in your job or your church or your personal life, You know you need divine guidance, and you're hoping desperately to hear from the Lord. If that's your situation, don't panic. Being led by the Lord isn't some complicated process that only spiritual pros can master. I found that out years ago when I was a new believer. I wanted to live in a way that was pleasing to God, but I didn't know how to make decisions that were in line with His will. Then one day I was studying the Amplified Bible, I came across Proverbs 16:3. Immediately I latched on to this verse and began to use it in my life. And I can tell you now from experience, it works. It will work for you too if you'll do what it says. Roll your works over on God. Commit your ways to Him. Trust Him wholly to Him. He'll start adjusting your thoughts to be like His until at some point you'll know the right thing to do. Of course, faith is involved. One of the requirements is trust and you won't be able to do that without feeding on God's Word. Then as you patiently practice rolling your works upon the Lord and trusting Him, you become more confident in your ability to hear. Start now with whatever problem is bothering you. Pray and trust God with it. In other words, believe you receive when you pray. Stop worrying and begin believing. Believe that when I pray that God hears me. Another scripture for that is 1 John 5.15. It says, and I know I believe that he hears me in whatever I ask. And I know that I'll have the request which I've asked of him amen so the power is in the trust i pray let's go ahead and do that right now lord we just pray and trust and roll unto you lord god this day and this work lord and that you will show us if we're working on the wrong task that's not what you called us for you called us to wait for your marching orders pen and paper you called us to to be with you so, Lord, we just roll all our tax, all our work, our tasks to unto you, Lord, and all our worries, too. Please take them and give us strength for the responsibilities we have. Like the prayer that goes, Lord, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change those things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Let us be grown up, Lord, in making our decisions with your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Learn to live this way, and it doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian 30 minutes or 30 years. Your plans will be established and succeed. Amen. And I know that the word established, it means only God can put a stake on the ground, and it'll be immovable. It will be established. Amen. Now, we'll continue reading of Psalm 37, 1 through 7. In that reading, it says, Do not worry about or envy those who seem to get away with doing wrong things, by the way. Their moments of glory will soon be over, and like grass, they will soon fade away. We need to do the things that have everlasting value, faithfully serving God and helping the people around us. God's formula for our success is that we develop a relationship with Him and determine to serve Him in everything we do. Then in God's perfect timing, we will experience the true joy God promises and freedom from guilt heaped upon us by others. (laughs) Freedom from guilt heaped upon us by others. Don't worry about the wicked. Psalm 37, verse 1 through 7. New Living Testament. Do not worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take the light in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. You know, I I have tried this and it takes a lot of waiting for me. I mean, you talk about Waiting. (laughs) And then the power of God comes and, and hits us, you know, sometimes one or two in the afternoon. You know, at times. Other times, it hits us right in the morning. Other times, I would pray in desperation to our Father for strength and energy to go over to work. Because we worked heavily the day before when I used to drive truck. And the power of God would hit. I rolled the day in the cares of God. So I, in my memory banks, I can remember when God did come down and, and strengthen me in that area. Amen. All right. but well, no further ado, I'm going to read some Psalms to get, get us a big chunk of a meal today. I'll try and read some more uh, Psalms from the New Living Translation. I won't try. I will do it. I'm going to start with Psalms 13 first the psalm of david and in psalm 13 our recovery process from wrong living and god's god's will and no partying and crazy living the recovery process is often long with seemingly interminable stretches of spiritual barrenness at times we may be convinced that god has forgotten us completely we may feel overwhelmed by our problems and baffled that God has done nothing to help. Here King David began his psalm with similar feelings. Then he demonstrated a helpful way of dealing with the temptation to give us, to give into discouragement. We can turn our focus away from our problems and on God. When we turn our thoughts to God, we will see that he is already at work in us to complete the recovery process and to fill us with joy amen and amen you know the amazing thing just reading this plot for us to get power joy and direction is probably our efforts to do the right thing and scripture that first john 5 15 and we know that he we believe that the lord is standing here and he's hearing us whatever we're asking And we know that what we requested, we will have of Him. Amen. I'm reading to you from the Recovery Bible, New Living Testament. Psalms 13. O Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eye, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Amen. 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 All right, let's go ahead and jump to Psalms uh, 43. Psalm 43. Now, in this psalm, as we work through the recovery process or finding God, those who are ungodly may treat us unfairly during such times we must look to God, our only dependable source of strength and encouragement. As we turn our lives over to Him and seek His wisdom and strength, we will find the help we need. We must learn, as the psalmist did, to find strength by reading God's Word and allowing Him to restore our joy. As our relationship with God grows stronger, we will discover the means for reconciling our broken relationships. Declare me innocent, O God, De- Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from the unjust liars, for you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my heart, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Everyone say with me, say, I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Amen. Psalm 73. Let's jump up to Psalm 73. In Psalm 73, which is... In this psalm, the psalmist had begun to wonder whether following God's program was worth it. It seemed to him that evil people were happy and prosperous. It didn't seem to make sense, but the psalmist came to his senses as he thought about the destiny of the wicked. God's justice will ultimately be served. We all know that our addictions or, or sins seem to work for a while, but with time they become destructive. God's plan is the only recovery program process that leads to wholeness and to an eternal life with Him. We would be wise to follow His plan no matter how difficult It may seem to us at present. Again, the psalmist again begins to think that God was unjust and had a hard time believing that God was loving and good. In these verses, however, he realizes how foolish he had been. God was waiting to restore his relationship with the doubting psalmist. We need God's help if we want to succeed in recovery. But if we cannot believe that God is good, we will hardly be able to entrust Him with our lives. Like the psalmist, we need to realize that God does love us and that His plan for us is for us the best. If we trust God and seek to follow His will for us, He will guide us with His good counsel. Amen. And remember uh, Romans 8.28 says, that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In other words, to be born again, we must believe that verse, that all things, and we praise God for the wrong things, and God turns them into right things for us. Psalm 73 Says truly, God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping, and I was almost gone. For I envy the proud. When I saw them prosper despite their wickedness, they seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have trouble like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jewel necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words shut throughout the earth. Strut. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know? They ask. Does the mighty high even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people, enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a simply slippery path and send them sliding over to the cliff of destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, they will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas, as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet, I still belong to you. You're holy and hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My heart may fall and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to me to be near to God, I had made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things he does. Amen. I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do, Lord. Amen and amen. Praise God. Wonderful, beautiful psalm. You know, one of the, uh, the beauties of this psalm is we struggling and then god's mercy and kindness it's available to us after we rant and rage and then discover that in the morning his mercies are brand new his love and his compassion his encouragement and his beauty and his fatherhood and the father gives us a hug and go go out there my child and try it again let's take it from the top get on your knees and ask me for strength and i will help you and now for one of my favorite psalms psalms 103. in this psalm we need to forget forgive others and try again to clean the slate in jesus name in the new living translation the recovery bible it has notes on this psalm it says as a loving father cares for his children God has compassion on all who call on Him. He is sensitive to our needs and treats us loving because He understands our weaknesses and the transitory nature of our lives. God's love never ceases for those who fear Him. By obediently serving Him now, we can be assured that His love will touch not only our own lives, but also the lives of our children and grandchildren. That's one of the reasons we want to praise him for disappointments and, and thank him, because we're standing on his promises. Most likely, he didn't tell us to go get involved with that chick. He didn't tell us to go get that, that car and payments and things. Most of the time, we didn't wait upon him We, for speaking for myself. And I got into uh, unforgiveness, uh, discouragement, regret. And uh, so the Lord I got on my knees and I prayed and the Lord is sensitive to our needs as a loving father can be God's love never ceases to be as we call upon him amen again we may have a hard time believing in God's forgiveness we may think after all I've done I don't think anyone can completely forgive me Maybe we feel that we have done such horrible things or hurt people so badly, excuse me, that there's no way our sins could ever be blotted out entirely. Even if we could be forgiven, who could ever forget the things we have done? When we think of people we know, the people we have hurt, perhaps these fears are well-founded. But when it comes to forgiveness from God, we need to remember that His ways are higher than our ways, the psalmist wrote. God does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. God has said, Come now, let's settle this. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Isaiah one eighteen. I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Isaiah 43.25 You know, read the scriptures, memorize these scriptures. There's just three of them right here. Psalm 103.10-2 Write it down. And Isaiah 118, write it down and memorize it. Isaiah 43, 25. It would behoove us to write them down and put them inside our computer so that it will dislodge and we will forgive ourselves. The part of the tendency we have is to play God and keep the mourning process going over and over again. All it is is pride and selfishness and unable to accept the the love of God. Part of the recovery process is accepting complete forgiveness from God. When we come to God through the anointing blood of Jesus Christ, His forgiveness is complete. We may keep track of our failures, adding everyone to the long list we have written out against ourselves, but God doesn't keep lists of our past sins and His eyes. In His eyes, we are clean, good to go. Amen. And now for the reading of Psalm 103. Let's say a little prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are our daddy. And Lord, we ask you to forgive us once again, like you said you would, and you have, Lord. Cleanse our hearts and our minds, Lord God. And wash us with the water that is clean, that bubbles through us, Lord. Make us brand new again, so that we may have your purpose in our lives, Lord. Please guide us and teach us how to live In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Again, reading Psalm 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the heights of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been there. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do all his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Amen and amen. And we just have one more psalm. Please be patient with me. Just one more psalm and I'll pray us out. Thank you so much for coming on here and being effective in your recovery. And I am effective in my recovery. In Psalm 133, reconciling our human relationship is an important part of the recovery process. We need the people in our lives to give us encouragement to overcome our pain and to stand with us against the temptations we face. There's nothing quite like human fellowship and friendship, and God wants to bless us through other people. The kind of friends most helpful To us in recovery are those who are trying to live godly lives like we are. You know, we need each other. I was thinking about a buddy of mine. Uh, He's on this podcast once in a while, Al L W Al Wingate, or John Mills by his other name. (laughs) And we we get along really good because we spar with scriptures. We're always sending scriptures back and forth. Good buddy. And I was thinking about him, how his wife is on a trip and he's been alone. And uh, but he, we haven't been able to hook up. So uh, I I was I had him in my mind. I said, man, I got to talk to. I call him Professor Al because he uh, he taught for 34 years the kids in schools, and then went to Thailand and taught over there for four years English. And then went to Alaska to teach over there. So he has an incredible life. And uh, I tell him so and tells me his capers and stories. A pilot. And, uh, and I think he left, uh, he was around 16 years old. He, he left uh, his, uh, his home back in Kentucky and came to California to register in a college, in a Christian college. Something in that nature. And that's how he got his degree and started working as a teacher. Amazing, huh? Just like our Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful and pleasant it is, Psalm 133. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and unto the border of His robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountain of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced His blessing, even life everlasting. Wow, what a beautiful psalm. Is this heaven? Is this paradise? You know, with the harmony of a concert, of a Bach, a Mozart, classical music, it's just amazing to have a 30-piece band play. And that's what God's life is us to us, harmonious through other people, the love and the laughter. Give them heaven, family. Have a great day, a great existence. Let's pray. God, Lord, Father, grant us the instructions to do your will today. Help us with your strength and your energy to have the wisdom to know the difference and give us the glorious joy and the laughter of serving you and being in harmony with you and your angels and your people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and all people God's people say, Amen and Amen, so be it. Go in peace, family. Give them heaven.